Hi, I'm Kurt Barnes. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible. It's my prayer that you would be continually growing in your relationship with Jesus and that this podcast would be one of the many tools that the Holy Spirit is using in your life to bring about transformation. Don't forget to press the subscribe button and remember, you can hear our full-length sermons at scf.tv. Welcome back again to Your Daily Bible Podcast as we continue reading through the Gospel of John. Today we are going to begin John chapter 18, and we're going to read verse 1 through 24. Jesus has been in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's been um, praying recently for his disciples and for you and I. And then chapter 18 begins. When Jesus had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side there was a garden, and he and his disciples went into it. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew that place, because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the garden, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Jesus, knowing all of this was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it that you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. And Judas the traitor was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again he asked them, Who is it that you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those that you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus commanded Peter, Put away your sword. Shall I not drink the cup my father has given me? Then the detachment of soldiers with its commander and the Jewish officials arrested Jesus. Okay, so before we go on, I just want to point out some amazing things from this text so far. Some things that we might miss in just a casual reading. One of the things that jumps off the page to me is just how in control Jesus is of this moment. In the moment that to the world may look like chaos, Jesus is in total command. He knows what's happening. He goes out, he meets the guards as they approach. And I want to show you something that we could easily miss. When they asked him for Jesus of Nazareth, he replied, I am he. Now, several times in the Gospel of John, we've already talked about this. But if you look in your Bible, you'll notice the I am he is capitalized. The reason for that is this is the proper name that God had given his people when Moses asked him at the burning bush, who should I tell the people sent me here to free you? And God gave him his name. God said, I am. We know that name is Yahweh or Jehovah. But I am is God's proper name. And Jesus here invokes his divinity. He invokes the name of God. And what happens is the people fall to the ground. They fall to the ground because either they're shocked that he used this holy name and they want to show reverence and awe, or they're afraid. Either one is an amazing... um, 
moment in the garden. Just imagine Jesus standing there, invoking the name of God for himself and the people falling down on the ground before him. And when they ask him again, he answers them again the same way. I am he. Can you imagine being one of the temple guards who's been sent out to arrest Jesus of Nazareth, the, the one whom you've been hearing about for years, the miracle worker, the one who raised the dead? Remember, last time guards went to arrest Jesus, they went back to the temple and said, we couldn't arrest him. We've never heard anyone talk like this guy. And here they are, sent to arrest Jesus, standing, declaring his divinity. What's Peter do? Peter is Peter. He is bold. He is passionate. And he pulls his sword out and he cuts the ear off of one of the priest's right-hand men. But Jesus isn't having that. Remember, this is God's plan. This is God's plan. This isn't something that's being done to Jesus. This is the plan. Jesus was sent to the world for this moment. He's told us that over and over again. So he tells Peter, put away that sword. I am going to do the will of my father. He says, actually, shall I not drink the cup my father has given me? Verse 12, when the detachment of soldiers with its commander and the Jewish officials arrested Jesus, they bound him and brought him first to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. Caiaphas was the one who had advised the Jewish leaders that it would be good if one man died for the people. Verse 15, Simon Peter and another disciple were following Jesus. Because this disciple was known to the high priest, he went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard. But Peter had to wait outside at the door. The other disciple, who was known to the high priest, came back spoke to the servant girl on duty there and brought Peter in. So again, this is John who's writing this, telling us that he was actually, because he was known, he was allowed to go in with Jesus. We're going to get a first-hand eyewitness account here from John, who ended up going back out and bringing Peter in as well. Verse 17. You aren't one of this men's disciples, are you? She asked Peter. He replied, I am not. It was cold, and the servants and officials stood around a fire they had made to keep warm. Peter also was standing with them, warming himself. Verse 19. Meanwhile, the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. I have spoken openly to the world, Jesus replied. I always taught in synagogues or at the temple where all the Jews come together. I said nothing in secret. Why question me? Ask those who heard me. Surely they know what I said. When Jesus said this, one of the officials nearby slapped him in the face. Is this the way you answer the high priest? He demanded. Verse 23. If I said something wrong, Jesus replied, testify as to what is wrong. But if I spoke the truth, why did you strike me? Then Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. See, what's happening here is they are looking for a reason. They're looking for a charge in order to sentence Jesus to death, but they don't have one. They're looking for something that they can pin on Jesus. And so they're trying, even using uh, muscle man techniques here, 
to rough Jesus up a little bit, looking to get him, to provoke him into saying something that they could use as a charge, as a reason to sentence him to death. But Jesus isn't taking the bait. In fact, he tells them, hey, my whole ministry's been public. Everything I've said, everything I've done, I've done in public. I've spoken in synagogues, I've spoken in the temple. So tell me, what is it that I've said that you think deserves for me to be killed? Tell me what I've said that is problematic for your thinking and for your teaching. See, Jesus knows that he's never spoken anything that isn't true. And so he knows that he's given them no fuel or no reason to sentence him to death. As we enter into this next section of teaching, I want you to keep in mind, all throughout the day, remember, Jesus willingly went to the cross. Jesus willingly suffered. Jesus willingly was tortured. Jesus willingly remained on that cross, even though he had all the power in the universe at his disposal. He willingly stood before these priests and let himself be slapped in the face. He willingly allowed himself to be arrested. Why? Why? Because he loves you so much that he was willing to go through all of this so that you and I might be forgiven once and for all of our sins, that through the sacrifice and shedding of his blood, that you and I would be made clean once and for all, And because of that, we would be able to enter into a relationship with his Father. Because of the righteousness of Christ now given to us, we would be able to have a relationship with the Father, which means we would be able to be filled with the Holy Spirit, which means that we would have Jesus with us always. And we would be able to enter into eternal life with him. And we would be able to receive abundant life now today. Jesus was willing to suffer because he loves you that much. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you that you suffered and died for me so that my sins could be forgiven, so that I could have a relationship with you, so that I could know your Father, and so that I could be filled with your Holy Spirit. Thank you for all that you did for me and that you continue to do for me. Jesus, today I want to take hold of all of the abundant life that you have available for me, and I want it to flow out of my life to many other people. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.